Welcome to Warren Radio with your hosts, the Watchman Dana Smith and Tower. Thanks for listening. Greetings in the name of the Lord and welcome to Warren Radio. This is Tower. I'm here with the Watchman and we are glad you joined us. Please send all your prayer requests and correspondence to us through our contact page at warn-usa.com. You can listen to our Warn Radio episodes on warn-usa.com and danaglennsmith.com. Warn Radio is now on the following platforms. Amazon Prime Music in Podcast, Spreaker, Blueberry, iHeartRadio, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play Music, Blog Talk Radio, Podcast Addict, CastBox, Google Podcast, Deezer, Spotify, Anchor, and Pocket Cast. Do not miss these posts on warn-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. Blood Guilt, I, Cain, Kill, Abel. We focus on blood guilt, which is a word that is not discussed much. Plain and simple, we can find an example of it. Redemptive Light Shines The redemptive light shines forth in this world. We know darkness cannot comprehend it. The light of Jesus Christ gives life that life is eternal. It is amazing countries like China fear Christianity. And the following are the latest posts on warn-usa.com. Don't miss these posts. Battleground World Report on Classic Warn Radio Series. With the threat of a war breaking out at any moment between Israel and Iran, there are others who want war as well. Hebrews Revelation Series Classic Warn Radio presents this in-depth study in nine parts, all found in this post. The book of Hebrews presents the Christos, the Christ, the Messiah, as the Son of God. Spiritual Warfare Fighting God, the Kingdom War, Part 6 on Sound the Shofar. Spiritual warfare encompasses that aspect of Christianity when we realize that flesh and blood is not our enemy. Although they hate, kill, steal, and do whatever they can to hurt us, the real, in- the real enemy is battled in the spiritual realm. And don't miss our latest Warren Radio episodes from week of April 12th through April 14th. Distress of nations, terrorists, righteous, war, miracles, Christian persecution at Warren Radio. Enlarge thy tent, Isaiah's prophetic book, part 169 on battle lines. He who comes, Revelation, throne of iniquity, part 9 on sound the shofar. And be sure to get your copy of The Rising. The Rising is a Christian fiction thriller by the watchman Dana G. Smith. The Rising continues the story of Mac, a former black ops sniper, and details the takeover of America. Hidden within the storyline of The Rising is the truth of what's happening in America now. And you can get your copy by going to Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Books a Million, Ingram, Google Play, Angus and Robertson, and many more. The Rising ebook can also be found on Google Play. You can get your copy of The Rising by going to Dana Glenn Smith, and while on the site, be sure to sign up for the WIBR Warren Radio Newsletter and visit our Christian Books and Resource Shop. And now, I welcome in the Watchman.
You're listening to WARN Radio on the WIBR WARN Radio Network. Don't forget to visit our websites at warn-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. And also follow us on Twitter, find us on Instagram, and join us on LinkedIn. Greetings, Dana. How are you doing tonight? Well, you know, in spite of the election, I'm doing good. Yes. Greetings. Yes, it's Friday. Yep, sure is. And it's also April, which means that things are getting green. And up here in our neck of the woods, we don't get near as green or as long a growing season as many others. Matter of fact, our forefathers that came to this country, like our own families did, it was hard. It was tough. And in those days, when there was wickedness, they sent a sheriff out. And if they fought back, they were just, most of the time, wound up dead. They didn't put up with nonsense. And yeah, there was bad guys. There was good guys. But, you know, when by the time I came around, John Wayne was a hit. Well, no, that's, that's, I was born long before, long before some of that in the 60s when his movies were really big. But uh, by the time I came around, uh, and many of us, America had already been tamed. The problem today is, is the same problem many other nations go through. When you have wicked people plotting to destroy a nation. That's not supposition, that's fact. The fact is based upon observation, news reports, videos, and out of the mouths of those who are doing these things. George Soros openly admit, well, I should say admitted, long ago, that his number one goal before he dies was to destroy America. Bring it down. He talked about he liked being God, playing God. Now those come from quotes in magazine articles where he had interviews. But now his son is out there trying to pretend he's dad Americans continue to sit in their homes and watch TVs. You know, we have a big TV here that was given to us. And uh, we use it. I've connected it to my computer. So when I want to look at something online, I look at it through that. But we don't watch that much and I have stopped all the all the news we used to do I've also stopped the fact that there was so many screwed up totally out of whack social media Accounts, people, Twitter, Facebook, even LinkedIn gets in on the act. This week we're looking at the power of darkness, the revelation, throne of iniquity, part 10. Make no mistake, my friends. If you haven't figured out that there is a power of darkness, 
one that's in our world that we can see, literally, then you're out of touch. Even for those Christians in other nations that we cover in our advocacy for the persecuted church, we can clearly see the power of darkness at work. In many cases, using other citizens of the same country where the Christians are living, and these people go out and kill Christians and do all they can to destroy them. In America, it's not hard to see the power of darkness. For the Democrat Party actually led the way with Pelosi and Schumer and the others as they knelt down one day after all the riots on the East Coast and burning everything down, BLM and Antifa. They were wearing some kind of African garb. And the Democratic Party continues to be the same party it was when they fought to keep slaves in the Old South. There's no doubt about it, as we report every week on Christians being persecuted, facing death and imprisonment, or, and even the loss of house and family, that that is the truth. That is caused, and we know from the beginning, our Lord told us this would happen. But even with all the threats and all the death and all the troubles that the Christians face, the power of darkness could not stop the triumph of Calvary and the redemption of those who believe in Yeshua, Jesus Christ. Our Lord warned us about all of this. He spoke about the power of darkness. But see, even though America today is in the dark, literally, and they are calling foolishness truth, and we have Americans that have accepted that, we have a whole crux now to make you believe things that are lies. Whether you like it or not. Now, if you want to believe a guy can become a woman and a woman a guy, go right ahead. But leave the kids alone because you're lying to yourself and you're lying to them. And because we are a political nation run by Democrats and others who are wicked and want to push things in order to control, they push this scenario. Back in the 60s, we never had this trouble. In the 50s, they didn't have the trouble. We had years and years when we didn't have this trouble. As I look back in my own personal history of living in this country. But the darkness could not quell our Lord Jesus Christ and his Father, the gospel. Because in the darkness, the light still shines. In the darkness, people see the darkness and they declare it as light until the light of Christ has shined on it and then you realize it's sin and rebellion. It's the hearts of men drawing cold. It is the minds of men and women that are hardened in their consciences against God, against truth. And you see, in Christ, we are victorious no matter what we face. The trials cannot stop us, nor death. Now you see, yesterday, I was on Twitter putting some of our stuff up. And there were three stories right there. 
One of them was a group of black thugs dressed, they were black booted thugs, literally, because they were dressed in black fatigues, and we see this with black armies a lot. There's one down south that does this too. We already know that there are a lot of black Muslims in this country. There's also a lot of other blacks that have formed their own groups. We know Muslims are forming jihad groups and been here for a long time. So if there ever were a war in America, you would have the blacks fighting for a black nation, the Mexicans that are here fighting for Mazalon and trying to get all their stuff back that they claim that America took. And you would have the jihadists from Iran. You would have Chinese from China, of course, Chinese from China. You would have so many enemies fighting so many people all at the same time. It would get to the point where you just shoot anybody because they're all an enemy. If you ever go down that road in America, it's a no-win situation. But see, those who are trying to destroy the America, like George Soros, they don't really care whether we have a war here as long as it destroys America. They don't care one whit about the blood that is shed. George Soros and those who follow him, as well as the WEF and Klaus Schwab, don't care the cost of life. They don't care how much it grieves you, nor what it costs your children. They just want America destroyed. Because if America stands as it used to, family values, Christian values, then they can't get away with what they're doing. And because Americans have become lukewarm, and many have also attended lukewarm churches and pastors that are not pastors, but they've been replaced by misfits of Satan. Now you see, this site that I saw yesterday was a whole group of black-booted thugs. They were... Negro, all dressed up in threatening black army fatigues, which they do. This is not unusual. And on the ground was a female blonde who was kissing their boots. And they made a big show of that as she knelt down and she looked like she was comfortable and she, got, she has it under control. And that really bothered me, because I've seen it before. You see, the Negroes, they weren't the only slaves. And there's been better people than I that pointed it out. That whites were slaves, as well as others. The Bible even talks about slavery and how to handle slavery. It was an instruction to the Hebrews. So if you get into the Bible, you may not like the part about the slavery. But the fact of it is, is that all the blacks that are postulating and doing all this and the woke people, they've neither been a slave nor have they been utterly affected in a negative way. There were many whites also that lived in poverty. My grandparents were two of those, of many. And to force some white woman to kiss their boots, because there was a bunch of them and one of her, Immediately, after I thought about it, this was a set-up scene. Growing up, I have seen a lot of blacks 
get interested in even marry blonde women, blonde-haired women. Don't ask me why, but that's what they do. I've seen it many, many times. But the fact of it is, is that this whole scene was played out. She was probably woke. I could be wrong, but that's what it looked like. They had it all set up nice and neat where she was there. She didn't scream. She didn't holler. She didn't run away. There was no crowd around. Nobody was watching. It was just a scene of her and these black booted thugs going through obediently one after another, letting her kiss it. Which, the way she kissed it, she could easily be kissing her hand as she knelt down and not kiss the boot. This was all put up. It was there for effect, and it worked. But see, the problem of it is, you may be kissing the boot of a Chinese soldier one day, or a Russian soldier. You see all this talk about invasion, all this talk about trouble. As a watchman, I'm in my 25th year. Now, that I didn't begin 25 years ago. I began this back in 1973, really. But along the line, I knew about the things that I know and being called before 1973. 1973 was the first time I told anybody, and that was my new bride. I knew that America as you knew it would cease to exist. In 25 years, I've been attempting to warn people, which, from the looks of America, have failed totally. Americans do not want to listen. Americans don't care. Americans want to be entertained. Americans, they will always go to all those that will cover the news and they'll do all that. They don't care about the Bible. They don't care about Scripture. Not in the context that I tell them in. I have warned America. I've warned the people. I told them that this nation is going to fall. I told them that this is coming. I've written three books all of which have centered around, in various forms, the fall of America. None of them became bestsellers because people didn't like the message. But yet I wrote them anyway. I write thousands and thousands of articles in the past. I've got so many, I can't even keep track of them. And I've published them on our own websites, which I put up. I don't have an army behind me. And I don't take money for you to get on my websites. But I've been fighting. And last night, for the first time, when I saw that and how this thing was put together, I realized, more than ever, that unless America gets serious, everything I've been told would come to pass. I knew in the 2020 election, long before it had even reached anybody, that I could tell. I knew that it wasn't going to turn out the way everybody expected. They expected Donald Trump to win. I knew he wouldn't. I knew there was something there. I didn't know it. I was told that directly. Through the Spirit of God, I knew. And then again, I was told later that when you see Biden elected, that would mean judgment. And then a while later, I was also told that in that Biden administration would be a coup d'etat. It wouldn't be a coup d'etat to remove the Biden administration, but the Biden administration was working to bring a coup d'etat in America to change it forever and to get it, get rid of the way things are in this country. Totally. According to a pre-planned schedule, pre-planned everything. Everything has been put down to the minute detail. And they knew what they needed to do. America sat here like a rat in a trap. 
many people, rich or poor, you haven't been able to change it. You're not going to unless you stand up. You're not going to in one of the biggest things. Now, you can go have a war. But that is not an avenue I would go down. If it's forced upon you, that's a different matter. But this nation needs to repent from one end to the other. And I don't mean just a few meetings. I don't mean just a few localized revivals. I mean a total telltale repentance in this country from the top of the line in D.C. all the way to the hobo on the street, including every animal, every person, every pigeon, every bird, everything. We need a complete and absolute total rejection of the values of darkness and what is going on, and we need to accept the Lord and let his spirit change our hearts. But you see, we're, we are in the time of darkness. Leading up to the tribulation. Now, hope against hope. You know, I don't want the tribulation. But I also ran into something else, and that was uh, the Victory Network. Ken Copeland's site. And of course, all the old friends were there. People that I knew about, I had listened to. I knew their quirks, some of them. I knew some of the things they said and taught was blasphemy. I know what Ken Copeland teaches. I have nothing against him. I may not agree with him. But there's one thing they said. One thing that I told my own wife and what she had said to me. We agreed. We must live by faith. Well, we've been living by faith for 25 years. She and I worked and sacrificed to do what we do. We have people behind the scenes, not a lot, that help us financially. We report that as regular in income. And this totally goes to the ministry. To the support thereof. I don't take any paycheck. I have no retirement. I have the Lord. I have sacrificed everything I can to get this message out. And yesterday, it was a slap in the face. Because people, you know, I had, a, I had someone I knew. He wasn't a friend, but I knew him well. And he wasn't an enemy. And he was a Jewish prophet. And he said, America doesn't want to be saved. The people don't want to be saved. The churches don't want to learn. But you see, the one thing Copeland, now he wasn't the one talking. But it was four other men, all of whom were pastors, talking about the situation in America. There's one thing all of them including many of those on the Victory Network agree on, and that is we must live by faith, which, of course, we're supposed to. But what we're talking about, what I've been talking about, I've been speaking the same thing, is you got to live by your faith. you got to use it and believe in actual miracles. you got to believe that if a flood came, that you can speak in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and believe, and that flood will go around your house, your home. You got to believe if there is an evil attacker in your house that you can rebuke that spirit of murder. You can bind that. And, and this person would stop. You got to believe in the power of prayer to bind the darkness and the spirits therein.
But see, we're victims in America today. We have victims everywhere. You have victims. You know, and I've seen the encompass of what happens when you have a filthy spirit that's been spread upon the land. And that's judgment. And that's why. You want to know why all your kids are doing what they're doing? And why we have all this wokeness? It's because unclean spirit has been spread throughout this land because of what America's done. That's where you're at today. Now you can sit on your butt, you can go to your church, but unless you're going to be in faith and stand up, you're going to lose. Power of darkness will consume you like a hot knife through butter. But you need to be stalwart and stand up. Now we do have revivals here. We do have pastors that are alert. We do have pastors that are looking biblically how to stand against what we're facing. Because we have no interest in taking up a gun and go shooting and killing and murdering. But if I was walking on the street and you had two thugs raping a woman and everybody standing around watching, which I've seen literally in videos from big cities and others, how people can stand around like a bunch of fools and watch people do something to somebody is beyond me. But in America, that's what we do. I don't want to get involved. You're already involved. You're standing there as a witness. Don't just watch them do it. Get in there and get this... These guys offer. Or you see them picking on, and the ones I've seen is a bunch of blacks who beat the crap, excuse the expression, out of some white boy, stripping him and leaving him naked and bleeding in the street. See, these are the ones that go for violence. And violence never succeeds. But if you push, you're going to get something back. Now, I don't want to go to war. I don't want a war. But there's one thing for sure. You go to war, some of these people that aren't, that you don't even know about, you go up to them and try to do something to their family and they're going to shoot you dead or in the doornail. That is where this is headed unless we can get some decency. And so, in a lot of ways, I do agree with Ken Copeland and all those on the Victory Network, you have to have faith. We have always believed that, Tower and I, from the beginning. We've always discussed it and talked about it, but having faith and belief is not easy. It's not just sitting around speaking faith, but there comes a response from the darkness and the unbelief, and you have to stand. You have to be stalwart. You have to be insistent. You have to look at that and say, you're not going to be there. God is calling you to faith. He's calling you not to fear, but to faith. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of love, power, and a sound mind. Now you're listening to Throne of Iniquity Part 10. And I have plenty of stuff that I can sit here and preach to you, but I'm telling you right now, off the cuff, right now, at this moment in time, after 25 years, we're in our 25th year, and this year will be gone before you know it, that America as you know it has already ceased to exist. I was told quite bluntly, you know, I would say at least 50 years ago, I don't know, it's been so long. That America, as you know it, would cease to exist. 
And after that, I had three visions of what would happen. But I'm telling you, I don't talk about those much because I don't want people believing in my visions. I want them believing and trusting in the Word of God and in the Lord. I chose my route not to live by visions, but to live by faith. And that's where I stand today. And it isn't easy at times. But God has blessed us. He's enabled us to develop our network and keep our sights up and keep everything a-flowing. In John 12, 20-32, there was an hour of darkness. That means a time period. And there were certain Greeks among them that came up to worship at the feast. The same came therefore to Philip, which was of Bethsaida of Galilee, and desired him, saying, Sir, we would see Jesus. Philip cometh and telleth Andrew, and again Andrew and Philip tell Jesus. Jesus answered them, saying, The hour is come that the Son of Man should be glorified. Verily, verily, I say unto you, except a wheat, corn of wheat, fall into the ground and die, it abideth alone. But if it die, it brings forth much fruit. He that loveth his life shall lose it, and he that hates his life in this world shall keep it unto eternal life. If any man serve me, let him follow me, and where I am, there also shall my servant be. If any man serve me, him my father will honor. Now is my soul troubled. What shall I say? Father, save me from this hour. But for this cause came I to this hour. You and I are here at this time. And we are here for this reason. We are the light. We are the one to stand up for the Lord. We are the one to do this. He goes on to say, Father, glorify thy name. Then came a voice from heaven saying, I have both glorified it and will glorify it, glorify it again. The people therefore that stood by and heard it said it thundered. Others said an angel spake to him. Jesus answered and said, This voice came not because of me, but for your sake. Now is the judgment of this world. Now shall the prince of this world be judged. And if I be lifted up from the earth, will draw men unto me. We are in troubled times. And the Lord was lifted up and he was victorious on the cross. And we are redeemed because of that sacrifice by our Lord. And at this time, we must not save our lives, but lose it to the will of the Lord. If he wills that we are here when this happens, then we need to stand up. If you hear this, I admonish you to join me. I got news for you. I don't have everybody in the world. There are people that I communicate with. But much of the world and much of Christianity doesn't want anything to do with this harsh reality. One thing the Lord said in John 9... Verse 4 and 5. I must work the works of him that sent me while it is day. The night comes when no man can work. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. See, you are here at this time. 
And as believers, we are the light of the world. But if the believers are like the world, there is no light. For the light comes from Christ within you, and within you, he becomes the Lord of that tabernacle, which is you and your body. In Luke 22, they come to get the Lord. Verse 52 and 54. Then said Jesus unto the chief priests and captains of the temple and the elders. See, these are the people out of the very temple that every all the Jews in there went to the temple. And that's how they carried out their faith. The leaders... The ones that you're supposed to look to to find the Lord God. But it was the Lord God who sent his son. And so the main ones that should know didn't know. So he talks to these chief chief priests and the captains of the temple and the elders. And they came unto him and he says... Be ye come out as a thief against as a thief with swords and staves. I mean, he was a preacher. He was the son of God. He was the redeemer. But they didn't know that. And they came out, these religious ones, whom all the people around them. And they even threatened them, don't call him the Messiah. We'll throw you out of the temple. God help you if you're thrown out of the temple. But the temple was the problem. Because the chief priests and the captains of the temple and the elders. They were going to get rid of this guy. And today you got churches. You're in these churches and they're poison. Not all churches are good. Not all preachers know what they're talking about. He goes on to say, When I was daily with you in the temple, you stretched forth no hands against me. But he says, But this is your hour and the power of darkness. The power of darkness arrived, and it controlled the religious leaders. The power of darkness arrived, and these leaders who could have told the very people who he was, they knew the prophecies, but they didn't believe that Jesus was the one. But yet, after it was all said and done, the Messiah is a Jew. The apostles are Jewish. The early church, many of them were Gentiles. When the power of darkness arrives, if you're not hooked up to the Lord, including Christians, including the churches, you can be in the spirit of religiosity, just being a church, having a goodwill church. Everything's okay. There's no sin. You're going to be deceived. There is a horror church. There's always been a horror church. And there's a horror church in America. And God is shaking America. And he's going to cleanse out the church. Judgment begins first in the house of God. Then they which are saved, if they barely survive, where will the sinners and the godless be? They're going to be on the outside. So then they took him and led him and brought him to the high priest's house. You see, the thing of it is, there's that time that those who are your friends are your mockers. And the question would be, is when the Lord was on the cross, do you know 
who would have visited the Lord at the cross? Yeah. There were the people who stood by and did nothing in Luke 23.35. There were the rulers who wanted even dead also in Luke 23.35. There were those of the temple who wanted Jesus dead, 23.35. That's Luke. The soldiers parted his garments, Luke 23, 34 and 36. The centurion in Luke 23, 47. He was interested, but not to destroy him. Joseph, a counselor, a good man, who did not consent to this, Luke 23, 50 and 51. Others would have been all of his acquaintance, including those who received miracles and a testimony like the woman at the well or the demoniac. The women also followed him from Galilee, Luke 23:49. There were people that knew who he was. And he was on that cross. And they believed that he was the Son of God, the Messiah. Many of them didn't understand the resurrection at that time. But when he was come back, even before his own people, he stood before them, even doubting Thomas. He said, see, this is a real body. I have bones. This is real flesh. I stand before you. Which tells us that when you die, yeah, there's a spirit, but the Lord in his spirit came back in a real body. He said, go ahead and touch me and feel. He also, it made note of the, you know, when he did come back and he visited his disciples, the apostles. They had the room shut, and he came inside the room, so he was able to go through the walls, appear there. He, can, he appeared to some people who didn't even know who he was on the road to Emmaus. See, I'm telling you this because in the power of darkness... The kingdom of heaven does not lose power. The people are the ones that get affected. And God gives you a choice. One choice I have to make every day. And you're not perfect. You're going to make mistakes. You might have an argument or two. You might do things... Like just be disgusted or something. I mean, it can be anything. Seek the Lord. Ask him to forgive you and move on. Because the devil in the same time as you're trying to be the light, they're trying to dim your light. And they will come up with every excuse that the flesh likes. You know, when you keep doing this, you make them mad. So stop doing it. Just be a little more contrite. Don't tell them that Jesus is the only way, the only truth, and the only life. Conform. Be like them. They'll love you. Yeah, the Muslims would love us if we'd just say, yeah, it's okay to be a Muslim, you're going to go to heaven, but that'd be a lie. <coughs> Same thing to the Hindus. Why do you think the Christians overseas and around the world get killed, murdered, and beat up and every other thing? Because they simply follow the Word of God and the Spirit of God. They go tell people Jesus because you see many of these came from backgrounds like Islam, Hinduism, or some other faith. And they saw the truth. They found the truth. 
And they decided that even though it means death, even during Ramadan, Ramadan is a dangerous time for Christians who were former Muslim. They call them apostates. During Christmas time and the holidays of Easter, these are dangerous times for Christians because their enemies know where they're going to be gathered. And today in America, your enemies know where you're at. They know you pay taxes. They know you work hard. They know you have a house. They want to take everything away from you. They want to take away your support. They want to condemn you. They want to stop you from having children. And I can tell you right now because of what's going on. All of these boys that are getting castrated and going to be become women, guess what? You want to limit the reproductive power of various groups and races, fill them full of a lie and teach them from a young age in schools while his parents don't know what you're teaching them and have them convince you that if you're a male, you're really a girl. And you can, you know, with our technology, we can make you a girl. No, they can't. Even if they change some of the outside appearance, there is certain DNA and things that are bred into each sex that is there at birth and you cannot change it. But you see that if they can stop you from believing in God, stop you from being a family, if they can get you to change your sexes and do any number of other things, you're not going to find reproduction. I'll tell you what they're going to be doing is test tube babies. They will have them all lined up in a hospital somewhere growing babies. Because the people now have made, been made impossible where they can reproduce normally. They want a race of automatons. They don't want morals. They don't want God. They don't want redemption. They don't want anybody preaching about it. They don't want your faith. They hate that you're a family and you have children and you're happy and you're going to a nice church and everything's working out. They hate you for that. And today in our woke society, they've turned everything upside down and expect you to go there. Well, you know something? I got news for you. I was raised by a German dad. The other half was Norwegian. Thank God for that because it was through his mother which was that half was Norwegian and she was a godly Christian. She led my dad to the Lord. The other two siblings didn't want anything to do with it. Of those two siblings, one had cancer and the other died of alcoholism. He was my favorite uncle. But my dad lived to a ripe old age. One day he came into my office and he said, you know, he said, I've been reading Revelation. It doesn't go very well for all the Christians there. There's a lot of them getting killed. You see, the thing of it is, he used to tell me, he'd say, Son, in this world, if everybody was lined up thinking it was the thing to do to jump off this cliff over here, I wouldn't be there. He said, I would be over here because I'm not going to jump off the cliff. He taught me to think for myself, to stand up. They also taught me manners. But one thing I was taught from a babe. And that is, you need to know right from wrong. You need to know the Lord. You need to go to a good church. You need to be redeemed, but you also need to stand. And if everybody else is over here jumping off the cliff, or if everybody else is over here serving the Antichrist, the beast of Revelation, you're going to be over here. They may hate you. 
They may loathe you, but you know the Lord. You're not going to jump the way they're jumping. Well, this world is headed for the cliff, and they're being led by the man of sin. And they're going to follow him right over the cliff into perdition. And the only light are the believer's witness right now. America is going over that cliff. And unless Christians and this nation full of churches get up and start warning this country. Now they may not listen. But at least we told them. And for 25 years I've been doing that. At the end of this month, uh, this year, it'll be 25 years. But see, before that 25 years, I was a youth pastor. Also had a ministry on the street with some of my buddies from college. It's been a long journey. There's been trouble. There's been heartache. I'm telling you today, I'm urging you to know the difference in the power of darkness and the power of light. To stand on this day like you've never stood before. And again, I'm not talking about standing and going, doing something that is illegal or immoral. No, you take care of your family. You stand for truth. You tell others. That's what you need to do. But don't let me influence you. You seek the Lord. So folks, I thank you for listening whenever you listen. I say that because we're on the WARN. That's the Watchman Alert Radio Network. We have a number. We don't have an infinite number. But we do have a number of places where, we, where this broadcast is heard. And you can go and listen anytime over to our website. The main WARN radio site is warn-usa.com. Other side is the Watchman Institute or the WIBR. We have a lot of articles over it, tons of articles. Visit our sites. You take care of yourself and seek the Lord. Think about these things we talked about today. And you can always go over to our websites, get on the contact page and let us know. Whether you have a need or what. And on this day as we're going into spring, this is a fun time for us. Because we got mountains to visit, crystal clear streams high in, and lakes high in our mountains. The things of America and its enemies are far removed. But one day I was sitting on one of these mountain lakes and I was sitting there fishing, taking it easy, sitting on a rock, glorious day, and the Lord spoke to me. And the result of that meeting on that rock on that day, and I can feel the Spirit of the Lord confirming this, and I am down here, and I do this to try to reach America and warn generations and hope beyond hope that our eternal God who is so faithful will make a way for us. Till next time, Shalom everybody.
Thank you for listening to this episode of The Warren Radio. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.